This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, I have another interesting uh, episode for you. I'm very excited about this uh, episode because uh, my own teacher, Stephen Forrest, uh, who's an evolutionary astrologer and author, is uh, joining me today for an interesting conversation that I'm thinking of in terms of um, some hows, whys, and what fors about <laughs> evolutionary astrology. First, I want to give you a couple of announcements. Uh, if you want to get inside my astrological mind, get the Reading the Soul's Journey course through tdjacobs.com. Uh, the second announcement is the next full moon event with the Ascended Master Jehudi, wherein I will channel him to do energy work for you and a deep grounding uh, exercise as well as releasing uh, things through a series of uh, positive, proactive affirmations. That's Saturday, June 22nd. If you're in Tucson, come over to my living room. If you can bear traveling through Satan's oven at 6 p.m. Uh, and then also, which is what I call this area in the desert, the low desert. Um, and then also on the phone. I do this for people on the phone all over the world. So you can get all the details on that through my site calendar, tdjacobs.com forward slash time. So Stephen uh, Forrest has uh, agreed to join me on the show, and Stephen is uh, very well known for the, as being the author of The Inner Sky, as well as a bunch of other books. Um, from from what I can from what I can kind of piece together, coming in, you know, a couple decades into his work, uh, he's really developed a style of doing astrology that reaches the client in a really important way, and has has been developed listening to people instead of telling them what they're going to experience or what they sh how they should be wired, really being responsive and reflective in a way that really ins inspired me. So, so uh, you can check out Stephen's work at forestastrology.com, and I do recommend all of the books, beginning with uh, The Inner Sky. Stephen, thank you for joining me today. I'm very happy to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've, I've come up with a list of questions uh, that I want to ask you, stuff that uh, never seems to come up because it's not just the two of us sitting there uh, yammering. Uh, and and, and I wanna, one of them that I want to start with is, um, uh, what is the soul? Wow. From what you what you see, I know, right? <laughs> what is the, the meaning of life and the nature of the universe? Holy cow! What a good question. I know. Um, you know, I when when I'm wrestling with uh, ultimate kinds of questions like that, I I, I tend to trust uh, those wiser than myself, and mm -hmm. and uh, of, of course my own stupidity limits my ability to discern their identities. But essentially, it comes down to to trusting the, 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 the Vajrayana Buddhist answers to, to these ultimate questions. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for them, soul is so complex in that they, they have the, 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 the deepest truth, the ultimate truth, is that we're really all one, that there is just, just a great oneness in mm -hmm. this interdependent universe. 
And so the, the individual soul becomes kind of a mysterious cipher. How can that exist? And they frame it as existing as a, a relative truth and not an ultimate truth. And that the, the right. sense of, of, of self that survives our passage out of this world and into our next body and, and so on, is often framed uh, more as a, as a stream of thoughts, as a mind stream. Uh, and this, uh, this mind stream is, uh, is full of faith in the idea that it actually exists, even though from a higher level, we, you know, the angels might be smiling at that, so to speak. Where, where evolutionary astrology comes in is the notion that the, the, the things that are hanging us up into this belief in our, in our egos, essentially, our, our separate identities, the, the, these, uh, these obscurations need to be addressed by uh, intentionally confronting a certain set of experiences, which would be different for you than for me, and so on. And each of these experiences is like a catalyst that seems to open up the consciousness to the larger view of things. And, and the birth chart essentially describes the, the, that life that, if you live it, seems to move you into that great openness to something beyond your own soul in the most right. efficient way. Uh, a complicated question and I a know. complicated answer, I'm afraid. I don't know if it's unfair. It's probably unfair to, to start with that, but I just kind of wanted to, to you know, zap us and our listeners into, you know, in, into that space of, of how, essentially how you think and how you, how you respond to these things and kind of where you're coming from. And, and essentially, you know, I, I bypassed some other questions that might have led there, but thank you for, for diving, for diving into that. I love it. I, I, it's yeah. so much better than the usual. What is your favorite color kind of question? Right? Exactly. What's your favorite <laughs> sign? Recommend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, so I, I don't know that I've, I've ever told you this, but, um, when I first encountered your work, it was from uh, well, I, I immersed myself in astrology in early 2003, and I mean immersed, as though you know studying it is my job. I, I just dove in. I just knew something was in there for me, and a lot of what I found seemed negative or off-putting, or you know, here's something great, but then here's a, a kind of kick in the gut kind of thing, like well, it's going to be great, but you're also going to suffer. And then I, I came across. Um, some uh, some some casual you know online chat room writing of Amy Herring, who's one of the one of the astrologers who's gone through your program, and yeah, she sounded like she was on a different planet. I mean, she was mm -hmm. on a different planet. And I said, "Where did you come from?" And she said, "I'm in this guy's apprenticeship program. Check it out." That's how I got in. That's how I, I first found uh, the Inner Sky and and some of those other books. And and um, my my mind really got blown that that this sensitive, humane approach was available. And I really, you know, so I've had a lot of gratitude for you for um, essentially sticking to your guns and doing what you know is the right thing to do. And, and I think you're, you know, it's really affected a lot of people uh, studying evolutionary astrology and people, you know, coming to astrology and then finding evolutionary astrology and getting really interested. And I, and one of the other things I want to, I want to talk to you about today, and this is one of the things that, you know, would, has not come up between us, but it's been on my mind, uh, basically since I, you know, met you, this whole idea of how to help people better, you know, in an ongoing way, like how to respond to clients. And, and that's not really the question, but how is that changing 
as you're encountering more people around the world now, because you are traveling, it seems like to me you're traveling more and farther, uh, more often yeah. and perhaps. So, so you've been to China and you've been to Australia at least a couple of times to do apprenticeship things. And I, I kind of want to know, like, what are you seeing and hearing from people now as far as what they're seeking help with and understanding with with evolutionary astrology that wasn't maybe in place you know, two or three decades ago when some of these thought patterns, you know, were, were, were emerging from you. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's, it's a, you know, again, a big subject. Uh, mm-hmm. Perhaps a little easier to wrestle with than what is the nature <laughs> of the soul, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, uh, one, one very basic principle is I, I, the, the idea that, uh, well, I, the first line of my first book, The, the, the Inner Sky, uh, first sentence was just two words, People change, and mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, one assumption runs like a virus through most astrological literature, and that is that no one changes. The the standard expectation when somebody opens an astrology book is that they will read uh, essentially a static uh, description of their personalities. But the reality is the personality is not static. You know, nobody is the same as they were 20 years ago. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And and so people, I think, over the last uh, two or three decades, uh, might even might even say century, you know, since the, the, the birth of psychology in the Western world, people have increasingly embraced the idea of taking responsibility for themselves. And, and uh, if there's something about their natures that's not working, that's getting them into trouble or creating miserable states in, the, in, the, in their hearts, they can perhaps change that. And th- this has become uh, actually a fairly widespread conventional assumption in the street, you know, that people yeah. are capable of taking this kind of responsibility for themselves. And yet uh, the traditional or, or conventional approach to astrology is still so mired in, in, in simply describing folks in static ways. One of my favorite lines here is, is that the, the people have gotten ahead of the astrologers. And one of the reasons so many astrologers are, are starving, you know, or even, even well-known astrologers who need to have second jobs and things like that, is, is simply that the, the potential market uh, for, for people who would have readings, I think, has just gotten a lot more sophisticated than the paradigms of the mainstream astrologers. So I, I just love traveling over the world and, and addressing that. And I found that, uh, you know, I, I go to, go to about, about to do my third trip to, to China in, um, in the fall, and I was a little nervous the first time I went thinking, you know, China's like another planet, you know, and it yeah. truly is. And, and will, these, will these people have any idea what I'm talking about? You know, I, not, not a racist assumption or anything, but just a, an issue of, you know, cultural differences. And, and I find, yeah. you know, that Chinese folks are, you know, they get these paradigms. These are, these are human, and they, they, they want to claim power over their own lives. And it works in Turkey, it works in Indonesia, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course, uh, as far across America as Kansas, so to speak, you know. Right. <laughs> as far across America as to the middle, as to the center. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so is it easier to get through? This may, might be kind of a, a weird or simplistic question, but is it easier to get through to people now, given that people are kind of uh, hungry for 
that I don't know. I think of it like you're saying a willingness to take responsibility, and I think that gets paired with the need for meaning. You know, the need mm-hmm. for meaningfulness out of life. But it, so, is it? Are you finding it easier to get through to people? I, you know, I don't know if that's a weird question or not. Well, no, it's it's certainly not a weird question. Uh, you know, I've uh, t- truth of it is, I, I have with this kind of astrology, I have never found it hard to get through to people. I, oh, I, good. I, I, when I was, uh, I mean, I got into the stuff when when I was a little boy. I mean, literally, I was like about thirteen, and I'm sixty-four now. So I've been at it for a long, long time, and mm-hmm. I, I found like even even before I was. Uh, a famous astrologer, so to speak, which is a yeah. little like being, you know, gigantic in Albania or something. But you know, yes. uh, the, the famous astrologer thing, which obviously is good advertising. But long before that, long before I had a contract with uh, Bantam Books to do the Inner Sky, for example, I was I was booked up with my local practice like eight and ten months ahead, just because people were quite receptive. It was the seventies, nineteen seventies, and. Mm-hmm. You know, the world was in a state of kind of cultural ferment, and there was more interest in metaphysics and, and such, I think, because folks were so desperately seeking for some kind of meaning beyond suburban life. So I, yeah. I, I think I, I landed at a good, a good time in history as, as far as finding a receptive audience, but it's remained receptive uh, all, all, right. all along. I guess, I guess what I'm... I guess what in part inspired that question is that sometimes when you know, somebody says, what do you do? And you say, oh, I'm an astrologer. And if that's not very weird or uncomfortable for that person, perhaps the conversation continues. And, you know, maybe the idea of reincarnation or past lives or the multi-life journey or something or, or just the idea of soul maybe comes up and, and, and how even people who may be into or receptive to astrology, sometimes, uh, I mean, I, I encounter the sound of crickets in people's eyes when sometimes when the past life idea comes up and I'm not like, I'm not like out like trying to get them to, to buy it or something, but, but it can be very challenging. I guess is, I guess that's what inspires that question. Is it easier to get through to people? But, but, you know, maybe just the different ways that you and I are wired and how our, our, you know, our journeys are different. Maybe, maybe I see a little more of that cricket sound in the eyes than you have. I mean, maybe that's, <laughs> it, it could be. Yeah. I yeah. That, that I, I, you know, when we're looking at the, at the world and we're looking at other people, we're, we are, of course, about half of what we're seeing is ourselves, you know, whether, mm-hmm. whether we know it or not, that that's natural. Right. We're all looking through our own eyes. And, and I, 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 I know when, when I was younger, I, I, I tended to feel, uh, a bit more insecure and self-conscious and, uh, 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 on the edge of being defensive, you know, if I, you know, somebody yeah. says, what do you do? And I say astrologer, and I, I kind of had the mindset that they would, uh, uh, you know, perhaps have an issue with that. Or, okay. And as I've gotten more confident with it and, you know, feeling mm-hmm. the sort of the, you know, the, the dignity of, of the work, uh, uh, I, I'm, I've gotten over my own insecurities. And, and mm-hmm. I think that, Either that's contagious and it breeds an openness in other people, or, or perhaps it just erases an illusion in my head that they had an issue with me when, when in fact yeah. it was my own issue with myself. You know, I, I think it's both. I think it must be both. Yeah, you know, that like makes sense. The ripple. 
ripple effect out, but also that you're not projecting it any longer, so you're not finding it. You know, but maybe it's synergistic or or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So the idea, I, 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 I'm. I mean, obviously, this is the kind of astrology that I that I practice. And, and honestly, when I told you I, I, I found your books and started working with the ideas, it was really the the only um, approach that seemed that I could like breathe it fully in. And and one of the, one of the reasons is because of the choice centered idea, the idea that we're responsible, but that doesn't mean that we should be judging ourselves or you know yeah. <laughs> beating ourselves up for choices or mistake, but the idea that, that we are actually choosing these things to come into creation. And then, you know, these life experiences, you know, these things are coming to us because well, the energies are in play. And what, what I, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to hear any thoughts you might have about um, this, you know, this process of you always have two sides of a coin when it comes to an energy that's in play, whether it's a natal signature or with the, you know, the the questions of a transit or the urgency of a uh, progression. I almost lost that word. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of like how the the, the choice centered approach is a remedy for all the things that we think are wrong because it, you know we have this opportunity to step into, you know, create creating the world around us. I guess would be a flowery way to say it. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's a, it's. A so much of the world around us, it really almost lapses back into what I was saying a few moments ago, that we, we perceive a world around us, but an awful lot of it is really our own minds, our own, our own heads, so to speak. And like, a, you know, a depressed person looks at reality and only sees impossibility right. in it. And, and that reality, in fact, contains impossibilities and possibilities. There's the objective mm-hmm. truth. And, and, and yet the depressed person will be bias towards impossibility or perceiving it and of course perhaps an overly optimistic person will will, will yeah. you know <laughs> run headlong into impossibility imagining that they can walk through the wall and right. so right. There, there's there's always this question of the uh, of the the real problem so to speak challenge issue it, it, it boils down much more than we're inclined to usually think to our own consciousness, and and that's uh, in in some ways a, it, it's it's a humbling statement that you know, we're all a little crazy. I guess is the, is really the mm-hmm. very short version of this that we all think we're seeing reality, but in fact what we're seeing is in our own heads. And yet there's the the once we've accepted that, it's the most ultimately empowering statement because you can work on your consciousness. You know. If, if, you, yeah. if you don't like the government or something and you're depressed about the government, you probably can't change that. But, you know, maybe you can deal with the thing in your own head that's creating that upset in yourself. And, and, then, and then it gets really cosmic. And this is, uh, I'm smiling because I love talking about this. The next link in the chain is called synchronicity. You know, we're, we're, we're all familiar, I suspect, and what's going on inside us and what we meet in the outer world are not independent of each other. And mm-hmm. inner and outer, in fact, uh, are ultimately just kind of constructions. So the, the, the next step in this, a practical step, is that as we change our, our attitudes and our interpretations, change our consciousness, we actually begin to magnetize into our, our life 
different circumstances. It's like we're looking at the existing circumstances differently. Mm -hmm. That's step one. But then there's this magical or synchronistic element that we actually begin to encounter different realities. You know, it's like when you're 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 playing a dice game and you're just about to roll the dice and suddenly you just know it's going to come up boxcars. You know, and and yeah. it does. You know, yeah. There's there's this funny dance between the outer and the inner. And with the evolutionary astrology, we're we're really getting. Uh, I can get breathless about this. We're sort of getting down into the into the deep technology of, of magic and, and how to yeah. create realities. It's why, why a lot of my apprentices inevitably wind up calling the, 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 the programs uh, Hogwarts Academy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, they are. Well, well, this, I mean, you're, you don't know it, but you're edging toward a question that I'm going to ask in a bit, but um, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, because um, I'm going to kind of not ask it now, but let you know what I'm <laughs> what I'm thinking about. I think um, we have synchronicity brewing yeah, right here. Tom. <laughs> well, so yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, one of the things that that um, I have always perceived that you may not really say about yourself, but I it screams out to me when I'm around you and when I watch you work at the AP, you know, in these workshops, these these four day intensive. And, and and especially when you're reading my chart, which has now happened twice in the nine years that I've been been studying with you. And and it is it is the the role of intuition is how I might say it, right? How yeah. Steve is actually a very intuitive man, but but it's it's beyond that even. And you just talked about well, yeah, when you get into that, and there's that sense of synchronicity, and 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 this is I'm always trying to teach people how to do this, how to essentially get into the symbols enough to let the symbols speak and play, to you know also be open-hearted and frankly humble enough to let the symbols speak, so that it's not you know as you might say, the monkey mind trying to control reality or, or just, you know, describe something that might not be accurate or fair, but being in that groove is kind of how I want to say it. Now you, you do that in a way that, that opens things up and this, and the charts speak. So, you know, to not get into details at the last AP, which was uh, the apprenticeship program meeting, which was approximately four or five weeks ago, my name did come out of the hat and what you were what you were talking about, of course, you couldn't know. Of course, of course, the details. You know, you're you're seeing the symbols tell a story, and you're telling me the story. You, you know, and a lot of it was about relationship stuff uh, and some past life stuff. And you know, that is exactly what's up. And I'm not saying, oh my God, Steve's a magician, or oh he's psychic. I'm you know I'm not doing that at all. You know, it's it's not some kind of weird thing. But I'm observing you in this groove, and that's something that I have come to develop in my own work, and I do talk about myself as a channel and an intuitive and all that stuff, but it's like, I, I just, um, I, for me, you're an example of somebody who can get in that groove. I mean, it's a great 12th house vibe. You know, it's a great yeah. Neptune 12th house, but, and um, I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're, if you're comfortable talking a little bit about that, but, but since you, I mean, I wouldn't say, Steve, tell me you're intuitive, but like, we brought up this idea of synchronicity and getting in that groove and, and, and. I mean, I actually had this thing, uh, whatever, I'm playing computer poker with my girlfriend, and I had that thing. We're playing Texas Hold'em on the computer with these cartoon characters. It's, it's absurd, yeah. but I had that thing where if there's a pair on the two that I'm dealt in the pocket, if there's a pair, as soon as the first one comes up, I know it. Mm -hmm. 
and it's that being in the it's being in the groove and it's not that i can psychically predict the next card but being in that groove it's almost like i have like a quarter second lead time of what's happening do you know what i'm saying yes yeah i do i do consciousness is a pretty astonishing substance isn't it and our our description of 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 uh of the human intelligence or or human mind as uh, uh essentially this rational function you know operating inside the skull in a in a universe defined as you know three-dimensional time-bound cause-and-effect universe in other words common sense as uh as right. it's been dished <laughs> up for the last 200 years um that description of reality and the description of ourselves really doesn't work very well and almost anyone who isn't totally defensively, militantly, uh, you know, feeling like they have to champion that view, will, will acknowledge that they've, they've had all of these strange experiences, knowing the card that will come up next, uh, knowing uh, uh, phone rings and know who it is before you actually answer it, you know. It's yeah. utterly, utterly common events that suggest that, that the very texture and fabric of mind and reality are quite different from common sense, so to speak. Yeah. There's a, there's a deeper sense for it. Yeah, I, you know, uh, it, oh, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was I was uh, just saying that's kind of my broad view, and and my yeah. my you know more specifically, you're asking you know some personal things. I'm always happy to yeah. talk about that. Okay, great. Uh, I yeah I um I I I do not experience myself as a as a psychic, you know, on the day to day basis of things, um, but I. I, I Especially doing astrology, I've had countless experiences. Well, as, as you described in, in the class, you know, I, in my conscious mind, I'm uh, I'm looking at the symbols and I'm I'm trying to create uh, essentially metaphorical statements that yes. convey to the person what I'm seeing in the symbols. So uh, I'll I'll say, uh, you know, you're driving down the street in a red convertible or something. If I want to create an image of, you know, kind of freedom and exuberance and prosperity, mm-hmm. you know, driving down the image uh, down the street in a red convertible, and the person's jaw drops, and it's like, how did you know I had a red convertible? Is that in my chart? You know, yeah. And it's like it's it's as uh, it's as amazing to me as it is to the is to the person you know for whom I'm reading the chart. I it right. doesn't always work like that, but. Just the the rational part of my brain. I'm a Capricorn, so I I kind of mm-hmm. like it when two and two makes four. You know. Oh, of course. The rational, the rational part of my brain has has been compelled to believe that that as we work with astrological symbols, something in the in the deep intuitive or psychic function really gets stimulated. It's called into the service of reading those symbols and absolutely astonishing right. things happen to the human mind when we when we work with astrology. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I, I want to pick up with that uh, and, mix, and, and ask some questions and make some comments when we come back uh, from our break. Uh, joining me today on The Soul's Journey, uh, evolutionary astrologer Stephen Forrest. Uh, we'll be right back. The way your 
you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. We all need support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, aka Thoth, Saint Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Okay, welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and joining me today is uh, author and evolutionary astrologer uh, Stephen Forrest, who uh, can be found on the web at forrestastrology.com. Stephen's the author of uh, The Inner Sky and a bunch of other wonderful books, and uh, if you call me, people do. People call me and write me and say, where should I start with books? And I say, go to Stephen's books uh, to, to, to get the basic lowdown on the right framework <laughs> to, to start thinking astrologically. Um, so right before the break, uh, we were uh, talking about uh, consciousness, the human mind, how these this way of experience expecting how reality is going to seem actually doesn't work when we find synchronicity we find you know intuition and and the way of the way you know as i as i kind of started this part of the conversation with you i said well i, m- I might have called it intuition and i think years ago i did you know observing you in a workshop and saying um you know of course you don't maybe you know the person but you know how is this information coming out and it and it is um you know to the outside observer it's it's wonderful it's wondrous you know, to have to, to be able to mine that, but also you're not intending that. That is not the point. And, and as I've heard you say many times, um, you're going to 
your intention is to tell me a true story with made up facts where all the facts are are made up uh-huh. yeah and so so um this and this is one of the things that i'm I'm working on on sharing with people uh, in my own practice, my own teaching is this notion of looking at the life themes that are in play, and if you happen upon a detail, then it's great uh but but mm-hmm. to focus on the details can take you away from the 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 how do you say this the um the juicy human side of the experience of of what they're you know what they're doing so the example you use of you know the image of the 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 person being read in a convertible and the person says how do you know i have a convertible and you don't and uh <laughs> you know you don't and and it doesn't matter that that's it just that notion of freedom is what is really important and and i think i think that focus on themes and that focus on the elements of the human story, I guess would be a very broad way to say, you know, to point at a bunch of things. I, th- I think, I mean, I feel strongly that that is one of the, the most important ways to, to make, not just make astrology relevant, but to keep it relevant going forward, given how our relationship to our consciousness, how our understanding of who we are is, is changing. So I, I, this is just what I'm coming up with right now. I'm thinking this. You're, you're, you're making me think as usual. And um, yeah, so making it relevant, keeping, you know, keeping uh, this – it's kind of like wanting to be on the search for meaning. But actually you can get to the place where you're not looking at the specifics, but you're, you're aware of these themes. And then the doorway to meaning just kind of blows open. And I, I observe people receiving you know, readings from you in that teaching context. And of course, it's different because you're teaching. Um, but that doorway into meaning gets blown open. And, um, and this, is, this is exciting to me. You know, this, this keeps me coming back for more. And, um, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I, I like what you're saying. The, the, uh, it's, it's, it's really the meaning that's the, that's the, the gold in all of this. And the, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the sort of magical phenomena that attend upon the the astrological process that's that's kind of in the category of uh really cool and uh <laughs> it, it, it serves a, a purpose in that uh you know if uh if i do use the you know the red convertible metaphor for freedom and, uh-huh. and the client's jaw drops and says you know i but how did you know i had a red convertible and of course i didn't know then uh-huh. then i have their full attention then they know they're in the presence of magic. Then they're they're going to be listening more deeply to everything else. I, I I'm likely to say, just because of that that uh, I don't want to call it a cheap trick because that would imply that I had intended it that way. But it's more like the the universe and its uh, kind of playful or trickster aspect or something has has uh, has through a low method engaged their engaged their higher attention. But the, yeah. the, the the deeper point here is that you know let's say I use the the red convertible metaphor in order to to describe freedom and the person you know drives a brown Subaru you know uh, they mm-hmm. they can still understand the, the 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 red convertible metaphor that's where the meaning lies and and so you know the, what I what I teach my my students is is essentially how to how to generate those metaphors, which is you know where the real power of the astrological process lies. And sometimes you get lucky, or something like luck happens, and 
and your metaphors turn out to be really specific. But you, you could do a bang up, just crackerjack reading that really helps somebody's life. And, and it's all just metaphor and, and there's yeah. nothing that's so concrete, you know, so that that's and that's also the teachable part of the art. And the rest is kind of gravy that happens by, I don't know, chance is a dangerous word, but I guess it's the word I would end that sentence with. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're making me think of um, this dialogue I've had in my head um, for over a year and a half now. A couple, well, in November, I don't know, a year and a half ago, whatever, I started doing these these brief readings for people that are the karmic overview, and I call them the soul's journey sound bites. (laughs) And it's kind of like you know, and I go through this you know process of describing certain karmic indicators. Now it's 20 minutes, so. It's reductive. Now, mm-hmm. my Sagittarius side says, "Oh, that's great because you're just handing people some some keys and some, you know, basically a stack of maps of all these different places, and they can explore what might speak to them works." But then, then you know, my Jupiter and Capricorn says, "It's blasphemous to think you can tell them anything really important in 20 minutes." Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, so I have the, the you know the going back and the going back and forth thing, and and um. But but where where I've come to with it is that um, I'm trying to do that metaphoric approach, and I'm trying to say, well, this is the kind of dynamic we're talking about. It could look like this. It could look like these three other things. The juice of the story, the point is blah blah blah. And so I'm trying to do that. And 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 frankly, it's challenging to. I mean, it's almost impossible to do one in less than 25 minutes and I'm really working hard, you know, I'm yeah. really, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, because you. yeah, there's so many things. And of course I love it when then people, you know, call me and say, let's talk about this. But, but, you know, so I'm kind of teasing myself, but, but I'm able to get this overview into the hands of a bunch more people than otherwise might book a full reading, you know, on a, so it's, it's been a really interesting experience. Um, because I, I, one of the things that I, that I um, have appreciated from being in your program is that the time that you take to unfold a story in a very particular way. I mean, anybody who's been to uh, an apprenticeship meeting with you or, or any workshop that's longer, you know, any uh, thing with you that's longer than two hours, say, like that way, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. will notice that very intentional unfolding. And, and that, you know, as you say, as I, as I think you may have said, allows you to kind of get down into the real thing that's happening, you know, the real story behind the story. And um, so anyway, I'm just, you just made me think of that, like, because I feel like I'm, you know, doing this wonderful and terrible uh, Sagittarian Jupiter tease thing, but it is actually helpful (laughs) because people can get those brief insights or how do you say that kind of like, um, I don't want to say it's cursory, but, but it's a soundbite, you know, it's a a soundbite. Yeah, and I think that uh, a big big broad statement to begin to respond to to what you're saying. Uh, um, Astrology is uh, is about human individuality, of course. I mean, that's a real bottom line that each each chart is different, each person is different. So we uh, celebrate diversity, we honor diversity. If anybody has the slightest trouble with that concept, they they should take up refrigerator repair instead of astrology is, is yes. would be my advice <laughs> and uh, I, I don't I don't mean to pontificate but it's it's sort of under that umbrella that I want to address the specifics of what you said there yeah. there are lots of different kinds of astrologers and 
and you know as long as we're helping people and we have love in our hearts and mm-hmm. and we've uh you know made the effort to you know become competent in what we do uh, you know we're all welcome to you know be in the same ship and so there are there are astrologers who you know who who will do you know like 15 minute readings or 20 minute readings and mm-hmm. and there are astrologers who you know who need to take much longer um you you can say i mean if you have two seconds you can say something profound you know like <laughs> i mean god is love you know right <laughs> it doesn't really get a whole lot deeper than that and right. uh, most of the things we can say really briefly tend to be familiar at least the ones that are worth saying yeah. Um, I, I did, uh, when I was young, uh, or younger, I guess in my 30s and early 40s, I, I, wrote, uh, I wrote the monthly column, uh, astrology column for Elle magazine for, uh, mm-hmm. for about a, a year and a half. And, and that was uh, probably the, uh, it was like two things, the height of my, my global fame and, uh, and the lowest uh, depth to which I ever sunk, you know, <laughs> a strong relationship between the two. I, I, the way I made sense of it was, you know, I, I was, I would always integrate choice and personal responsibility, even to those, in, into those little 100 word, you know, here's what's due for Gemini this month, you know, and so I, I had, I, it wasn't just pandering, and was trying to get that, that message of choice and responsibility rather than just passive prediction and description out to a huge market and I maybe had some success with it but uh, it just was a, it, it wasn't a good fit with my consciousness what what fits with my consciousness is to be able to sit with an intelligent person for uh, say two hours two and a half hours mm-hmm. and and develop all the you know the paradoxes and the complexities of, of what's going on for them in their lives or in this year and uh, and just just let it let it be rich and juicy like that, and that that yeah. suits my consciousness. But I I, I just really want to underscore that uh, an astrologer who can do a a potentially illuminating, life changing reading in 20 minutes and give a person something that they might think about for the rest of their lives or might yeah. guide them into making better choices for the rest of yeah. their lives. You know, my hat's off to that astrologer. There's, there's no one true astrology or one true way to do astrology. Right, right. I mean, the, one of the examples that, that where I've gotten feedback from people that, that makes me keep doing it, you know, keep offering those brief things, is, is um, basically anybody with Pluto and Virgo with that sign. And, and for the listeners, it, it births roughly from 1958 to 1971, 72. So it's quite a large number of people. And one basic idea is that, you know, it's important for them to be of service, but there, there is probably also a wounding or resistance, a wounding surrounding pain from and resistance to serving. So, so, you know, kind of like the, the fortune cookie thing I ended up doing with that. Um, and then and Pluto's actually the longest part of that reading, so I can really go into it, but I can say, I mean, to give a lot of headlines, but I can say, um, look, you have to be of service, but you maybe never learned that you can choose what service it is, how it happens, and why you do it. And mm-hmm. that, yeah. as one example, opens up because people can get – we can get stuck in our heads without that bird's eye view. Oh, oh, that validation. Oh, I need to be of service. 
but yeah, uh, exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I don't, you know, that, that, that pull or I have to do it. And I say, well, why don't you make a choice about what works best for you? And they say, oh, I never knew, you know, I had no, I had no idea. So, and the, and the other thing you said about, you know, love is love. Like, you know, uh, when I first started doing these, my heart opened, uh, noticeably every single time I did one, because here is this divine being that I probably don't even know. And here at that time, they were 15 minute readings and it was too much pressure. So I made them 20 <laughs> and now they're almost always 24 to 25. But anyway, you know, um, I just loved, I just loved you know, like my heart opened for every single one to tell them this story and to say, Oh, you know, this is how you can be better to yourself and therefore to others in the world. And it really, my own Pluto and Libra, I want people to be happier. I want more peace and generosity. And so it really, uh, you know, opened up my heart in a new way where sitting with a client is wonderful. And I, I now I do coaching too. So I do ongoing work with people, but that kind of relatively rapid fire thing where I might, I might record five sound bites in a day if there are that many orders, that, you know. And uh, that rapid fire thing was like focusing on this journey and then on that journey. Look at this wonderful strength. Look at this thing. And I mean, my heart's been zapped open just by doing this little reading. So it, it served me, you know, in addition to that. And um, anyway, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for your thoughts on that. Because I, 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 when I first started doing them, I thought, oh my God, what would Steve think? <laughs> like, you know, just kind of like, the Capricorn grounded teacher, you know, and I'm like, I can tell you your story in 20 minutes. Like, you know, so I, I was uh, always thinking about that, like wondered. Uh, so, th so thanks for saying that it's good to have different people do different things. That's how. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, may, it makes the world go around rather famously. And, yeah, uh, I found that it's just, there, there's, uh, there's just jamming on what you're saying. Um, yeah. Many, many years ago, I, 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 uh, I was approached by uh, Matrix Software to to write a uh, write one of those computerized uh, interpretations of the birth mm -hmm. chart, and uh, it's, it's it's been out for all these years. It's it's, uh, it's called the Sky Within, mm -hmm. and uh, essentially what I did was uh, you know I wrote a basic skeleton and then uh, you know of, of you know of of the report and then yeah. then they would plug in paragraphs like your son is in Gemini you get this paragraph it's mm -hmm. in the fourth house, you add this paragraph to the first one, and, and so on through, you know, the, the moon and all the planets. So it's a, a fairly crude concept, but, but at least, uh, you know, it gives somebody a taste of, of the entirety of their birth chart. Like, a, you know, if you're a Gemini, yes. but your moon is in Pisces, you know, you're going to read Gemini and you're going to think, okay, there's something to that, but it's not quite me, because Pisces energy is going to be a lot different from the, than the Gemini energy, and it's part of your heart. So so this yeah. report, the sky within, was you know it's it's been hugely successful. It's made millions of dollars for other people. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. But so the, yeah. the reason I'm bringing it up, though, is that you know it's like we live in a world where where like at least in the Western world, everybody knows a little bit about astrology, even people who won't admit it, you know, because, you know, they know their birthday and they can't help but glance in the newspaper and, you know, read about Sagittarius or Virgo or whatever it is. And so we get a little bit of that. And that, that kind of astrology is very widely dispersed through the culture. But then at the other end of the spectrum, we, we have what I view as the most serious uh, 
application of astrology where where a, a person sits down with a with a competent professional astrologer and and actually begins to use the system you know as a way of enhancing their own soul's journey through the world and and the, the point that I'm trying to explore here is that you know going from you know reading a sun sign column in the newspaper to sitting with a professional astrologer is like leaping across the Grand Canyon <laughs> there's, there's so much space between those two things I mean you, you've already bought the newspaper and it takes three seconds so it's free and doesn't take much time versus you know spending you know fairly significant amount of money often to sit with a good astrologer and and uh, and you're going to go through the ringer a bit. It's a little like being in therapy. I mean, it's kind of a big step. So you know, the uh, leaping across the Grand Canyon, nobody can do that. So we need we need intermediary steps. You know, so people can can ultimately go from from just a little knowledge of astrology to the full use of it, um, and creating these stepping stones like uh, a, a more serious uh, sun sign analysis. Like back when I was a kid, uh, Linda Goodman's Sun Signs came out. I don't even know if anybody reads it anymore, but it was a, it was a huge hit. It sold, I think, six or seven million copies or something. And, and, uh, and it wasn't sophisticated astrology by any stretch. It was just Sun Signs. But it was yeah. uh, way deeper than, uh, you know, her, her 30 humorous words about, about Virgo. Right. <laughs> and, and she, did, she did a great service for the world. Some astrologers, you know, criticize her because you know she was working at such a simple level, but but you know it was it opened up the door, it provided a stepping stone, and and yeah. uh, you know somebody's doing a, a you know like a conscious kind of sun sign column that just emphasizes personal responsibility, like I was trying to do with Al. It was hard, but you know you could maybe make it happen. Uh, uh, Rob Brezhnev's wonderful free will astrology that's you know syndicated all over creation and and uh, you know it's still sun signs and it's it's kind of humorous but you know it makes people think there's a wit here there's an intelligence and and so there's another stepping stone and then the computer report I was just talking about and then, you know I've, I've mentioned my own but lots of other people have 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 written them and uh, these are not like sitting with a pro but they're there, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's two thirds of the way across the Grand Canyon, so to speak, and so I think this is this has been helping astrology so much. I'm just expanding on this idea that we need all these different kinds of astrologers, and I'm just adding the metaphor that each one provides a, another stepping stone with a different level of emotional vulnerability, a different level of emotional commitment, a different yeah. level of financial commitment, so that that we can create a road. For, for mainstream people to follow into the into the deep dark forest of what we're actually capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I really I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. That's that's yeah. It's um. I, I mean, I get great feedback about the sky within. You know, people, yeah. people write me and say, "Hey, do you do that? Because that's really great." And I say, "Yeah, I, I, you know, I've licensed it and I offer it, and people love it. People really do love it." And, uh, uh, but you know, but but I was thinking, you you reminded me that um, maybe three or four years ago, I encountered uh, the Celestine prophecy, if I'm saying it correctly, the, yeah. by James Redfield, and it's this it's a similar kind of thing where it seemed absolutely as though belonging to kindergarten to me, but I had to stop and say, no, 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 it's simple and clear, but it, it opens a door and, and, and did catch like wildfire. And so, so now people can explore other things and, you know, 
whatever in that spiritual vein, like yeah. Neil Donald Walsh, Walsh conversations with God or, or different channeling things or different, you know, and, and the Celestine prophecy really um, did kind of get a foot in the door, like two thirds across that vast expanse just to get people to listen. You know, to, to get yeah, to tune absolutely. in. So we, we, we welcome it. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, the, you know, colleges shouldn't criticize kindergartens, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't exist without the kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Earth, Earth is K through 12, and, and uh, mm-hmm. God bless us all, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Well, so um, so you're headed to uh, China again in the fall. And do you have anything anything else you wanna you wanna I don't know I guess promote or share or give people a heads up about that maybe that maybe coming up with any programs oh, well, or geez. you know I, I would uh, I, I I am traveling more than ever. My you know mm-hmm. the interest in this kind of astrology has taken off. And a while back I just uh, you know partly looking at my own chart and what was going on in it I sort of accepted a lot more living out of a suitcase. Um, so, um, you know, anybody who'd, who'd, who'd like to, like, hear, maybe attend a class of mine or something, easiest thing to do is just go to my website, you know, www.forestastrology.com. It's all one word, two R's in forest, and then astrology. So forestastrology.com. And there's, uh, up at the top, you, you'll see events, and you can click that and see where I'll be speaking, and we have a lot of, uh, you know, well, a fair amount of free material, you know, there's always a newsletter to, to which people can subscribe that comes out new every month, and some videos that are free, yeah. and then, then, of course, you know, products for, for sale, recorded lectures, mm-hmm. and all my books, Great. and so on. That's really the best way to kind of, if anybody wanted to pursue any of this further, that that would yeah. be the best way to look at it. And, we and send out, uh, I've got a wonderful guy, uh, my manager now, Tony Howard, mm-hmm. who's done fabulous work in terms of, you know, getting the website visible and, and up and running. Found out we're, we've got almost as many visitors per month now as the Mountain Astrologer magazine. I was, yeah, I was really great. kind of surprised to hear that and proud of it. So there's so much interest in this. Uh, I'll yeah. be... Uh, Let's see, uh, tomorrow, I'm in New Orleans now, I'm just back from California yesterday, I'll be leaving for North Carolina uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. doing a lecture in uh, Durham tomorrow night, and then uh, my four-day uh, North Carolina apprenticeship program, doing a class up in Maine uh, a couple of weeks after that, and then right. flying down to Australia, I'll do a lecture mm-hmm. in Sydney, and then my Australian apprenticeship program in uh in uh, a place called Port Stephens on the east coast of Australia. Beautiful place. And knit back here, and uh, I'll go to uh, Lilydale, New York. Uh, that's a wonderful <laughs> experience. Lilydale, the home of the spirit mediums. I, I went there last year, and I felt so at home. It was astonishing. This is uh, all, uh, you know, communicating with your dead Uncle Harry would be the simple yeah, way of yeah. saying it. And right. these people have a lot of integrity and authenticity, and they just blew me away. I'm seeing like 150 tourists in the audience and a mm-hmm. medium gets up there and is, you know, saying, I, you know, I have this woman here, you know, kind of on the other side of the veil, yeah. she's in touch. And, and, uh, and her name was Hazel and she died in a car accident. She was in her seventies. Does anyone understand? And, and yeah. somebody in the audience breaks out crying and, you know, and it just went on and on like this. It, it mm. could have been staged, but it would have cost him a fortune to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I do that work. You know, I do mediumship and it, it's like that. You know, it's, it's yeah. just, yeah. Well, so we're, we're coming up on just a few seconds, but Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate okay. your time and energy. 
to play with. for having me. It's been delightful. I'm surprised our time went by so fast. I know, me too. I know, me too. So uh, check out Steve through forestastrology.com and The Inner Sky and a bunch of other books. And um, I also want to give a, a thank you to, uh, to my partner, Jillian Sheridan, who actually helps me think through the show quite often. And she really was a real help for me today, uh, as I was a little nervous having my teacher on the show. So, so thanks to Jillian. And, uh, and to everybody else, uh, keep in touch and uh, donate to support the show if you like it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.